You're listening to the Boss Yourself First podcast, Season 1, Episode 12. If you want to be an effective leader, the first person you want to lead effectively is yourself. Self-leadership helps you create better relationships and a more fulfilling life, and in turn, lead others in a more authentic and impactful way. If this piques your interest, then stick around. I'm Robin White, your host, and this is Boss Yourself First. Hey friends, today we are wrapping up our first season where we have been discussing emotional agility. I can't believe we're at the end of the first season. That that just a little bit blows my mind. Uh, and we will have our break and then we will go into our second season. So we'll have a, a couple of weeks off and then move into our second season. So in this episode, we are wrapping up emotional agility, and we're going to look at it a little differently today. We're going to talk about emotionally agile teams. Now let's make sure we're all clear on what we're talking about when it comes to emotional agility, which is the ability to nimbly process our emotions, to maintain or adjust our thoughts and behaviors to align with our values and goals. Last episode, we talked about habits and how to align our habits with our values data that we had gathered from our emotions and some other values work we had done. And because here at Boss Yourself First, we do self-work to help work, I wanted to focus this last week on how emotional agility shows up in the workplace. And you're going to see some of those same principles and practices that we've leveraged personally. They can be equally as powerful when applied to a team or a work environment. If you've been hanging around with us all season, you've already heard quite a bit about building your own personal emotional agility and what that can do for you at home and professionally. But what does an emotionally agile workplace look like? Well, to answer this question, I would normally this season have turned to our main resource, which was Dr. Susan David, and I will talk about her just a little bit later on, but I want to have a little bit of a different lens, so I'm turning instead to Amy Edmondson, who's a behavioral psychologist. She coined the term psychological safety, which is something we're going to talk about today, uh, and she specifically applied it to the workplace in her book called The Fearless Organization. I want to focus our time today on creating emotional agility at work. And as you may have already worked out, we focus on bossing yourself first, more than a clever tie into our title, but actually the reason we focused all the other episodes in this series on self-leadership and building your own emotional agility. And that's because one of our founding principles is that self-leadership pays big dividends in the team leadership role. And that is how we are going to end this season with what it takes to build emotional agility with a team. So let's talk about emotional agility at work. Similar to doing your personal emotional agility building, building emotional agility at work has to start with making it okay to create awareness of emotions at work. Letting conversations include feelings, encouraging it even. I can literally feel so many of you cringing right now. All of you who are super task-oriented, having a conversation around how your teammate is feeling seems like a massive time and energy drain. After all, why is emotional agility even important at work? 
Emotionally agile teams are engaged teams. Engaged being defined by Gallup as those who are highly involved in, enthusiastic about, and committed to their work and workplace. Having engaged teams means functioning at high productivity and less turnover. Who wouldn't want an engaged team? And that's why it's important to build emotional agility at work. It's worth investing the time and energy to do things that might take you a little out of your comfort zone to build an engaged work team. What does an emotionally agile team look like? Well, emotionally agile teams are diverse teams. They embrace and create space for all of the different and diverse perspectives and leverage those perspectives to innovate, create, and connect within the team and with clients. Back to our favorite friend, Dr. Susan David, author of Emotional Agility, when she was speaking at a conference for Better Up Shift, she said, diversity isn't just gender and traditional markers, it's also what's inside people, including the diversity of thought and diversity of emotions. For an organization to be truly diverse, it needs to actually be open to the full range of human experience. So emotionally agile teams are diverse teams, embracing every bit of what it means to be human. Next, emotionally agile teams are effective teams. They're adaptable teams to accommodate the VUCA world we function in. And when I say VUCA, I'm referring to that phrase. Uh, It stands for volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. It's a VUCA world, and I will tell you, the pandemic has just amped that up. So emotionally agile teams are effective and adaptable. But what keeps teams from being emotionally agile? Well, according to Beth Kuhl in her article for Forbes Coaches Council, effectiveness in our jobs demands that we're able to quickly adapt to change examine plans, and, when necessary, swiftly shift gears to take new directions. Unfortunately, this harried, task-oriented work environment often creates a rigid culture where management becomes focused on results at the exclusion of employees' well-being. Do you remember way back in the beginning of the season when we talked about rigidity being the enemy of personal emotional agility? Well, it's also the enemy of team emotional agility. So now back to those of you who are cringing about having a conversation about feelings with a teammate. Creating space for emotions in the workplace is critical to having a healthy, engaged, productive, and prolific team. That's why emotional agility is important. All right, so what causes this emotional rigidity in a team? We won't exhaust the list here, but we're going to talk about a few. One thing that can cause team emotional rigidity is each team member or even just a few of the team members embracing the idea that they need to always be right. And we're not talking just in their area of expertise. They want to be right in everything. When we get trapped by the idea that we need to be right about everything, This has a couple of effects. You disempower your teammates. Remember, empowerment equals engagement. You might miss out on a completely different and more effective solution because you insist that your way is the right way. 
This stalls out innovation and it undermines trust. Another thing that can cause a team to be emotionally rigid is not making room for healthy disagreement. If you can't push back on one another's ideas and perspectives, then you're not creating the best possible end result. If a team member's job is on the line, if they express a different opinion than the boss or even another team member, then you have a rigid environment. Another thing that can play into this rigidity is being focused only on your task without awareness of others' work or what's going on in their lives. And actually, this is a characteristic of a group and not a team. So you may not only have emotional rigidity, but you may also not have a team. (laughs) The last thing I want to touch on that can cause emotional rigidity in your team is the blame habit. When team members quickly run from failure and deflect blame onto others, you have an emotionally rigid team. And that one can be so pervasive and contagious. So what can we do to build emotionally agile teams to break down that rigidity and build up the agility within our teams? Well, it all rests on what Amy Edmondson calls psychological safety. She defines psychological safety as a shared belief held by members of a team that the team is safe for interpersonal risk taking. Another definition is being able to show and employ oneself without fear of negative consequences to self-image, status, or career. Just last week, I had a client conversation with a highly intelligent and successful executive who wrestles with and becomes frustrated when her emotions show up at work. When we explored this a little further, we realized that she believes, especially for professional women, trying to break through that glass ceiling, that showing emotion is the same thing as showing weakness. That is a limiting belief that must be alleviated to create emotional agility with a work team. And creating psychological safety can shift that belief and lay the foundation for an emotionally agile team. I will not miss saying emotional agility or emotionally agile. I struggled with that all season. I thought I'd be better at it by now. All right, again, how do we create this emotional agility at work? Well, one thing is do your own emotional agility work. Boss yourself first and take ownership of doing your own emotional agility work. Then there's some things you can do at work to help. Hold space for emotions. To hold space means staying out of judgment when emotions show up at work. Sometimes that means literally giving someone space by letting them physically move away from you without being offended. And then maybe following that up with an encouraging message that when they feel ready, you'd like to talk about what's challenging them right now. Remember that human soup has emotions as a high percentage ingredient. When friction arises, acknowledge the humanity of each team member. Look for the story behind the story. Because emotions for so long have held the stigma of weakness. Still today, you hear a speaker or someone being interviewed who tears up and then apologizes for a very human physical response to emotions. Another way to build emotional agility in your team is to try to support a culture of awareness. You can do this by suggesting or implementing emotional awareness training as a part of team development. 
Another thing to look for, and we talked about it in the discussion around emotional rigidity, is to be aware if the blame habit shows up and then share that awareness with your team around the times that, and of course you need to go first, around the times that your team tries to distance and deflect from failure. Then strategize together around how to enter into failure and pull out valuable learning and ownership. This is really powerful work. Another thing you can do is make it a habit with your team to test every idea. Put it out there. Be really clear. One of our new things is we want to make sure that we're testing every thought and idea. This creates a conduit for healthy disagreement. It makes it okay to disagree because you're just testing. You're pushing against each other. And it's the way it's supposed to be. Be intentional about inviting input from the whole team. This is such a crucial one and it it involves a lot of aspects around team communication, but make sure every voice is heard. Those team members who are more on the introverted side, more reserved, pull out their opinions. They have them. Make sure that they're heard. Practice your own active listening skills by repeating back a summary of what a teammate says and asking them if you got it right. Let them clarify if they need to. Make this a speaking up sort of culture. Amy Edmondson, when talking about building that psychological safety that we talked about, says speaking up is only the first step. The true test is how leaders respond when people actually do speak up. Stage setting and inviting participation will indeed build psychological safety, but if a boss responds with anger or disdain, as soon as someone steps forward to speak up about a problem, the psychological safety will quickly evaporate. A productive response must be appreciative, respectful, and offer a path forward. Another really important support to team emotional agility is encouraging peer-to-peer work with conflict resolution, idea formation, and after-action reviews. And that's just a breakdown after you've had a big event or a, a big product release or even just finishing up a quarter. Having an after-action review that's peer-to-peer where it's uh, a more flat conversation, it's not necessarily led by a director or a manager is super effective at creating that psychological safety and emotional agility. Another great strategy is to create multi-directional feedback. Make it the norm to give feedback and receive feedback up, down, and all around. And then celebrate team success. Of course, recognize individuals, but also credit and champion your whole team's efforts. We've talked about a lot of ways to build team emotional agility, and I hope that you've identified something you want to take to work with you and try out. I'd love to hear about it, how it went, and what you've learned. And that's really it for today. It has been such a fun season. I really appreciate you being here, and I hope you've created value for yourself, for your family, for your team, from what we've discussed. Next season, we're talking about constraint. And we've had so much of it in the year 2020. I know we're all worn out with pandemic fatigue, but I believe there will be plenty to talk about. And I think we're going to explore some positive and powerful aspects of constraint. I'm really looking forward to it. 
As I said at the top of the episode, this is the last episode of the season, so we'll have a short break, a few weeks off. Now, there might be a couple of surprises that show up between now and next season, so stay tuned for those. If you're here in the U.S., have a wonderful Thanksgiving, whatever that may look like this year. And until next time, take care, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you found something to grab hold of and apply in your life. As always, any link or information mentioned in this episode can be found at bossyourselffirst.com in the podcast section. And if we haven't connected yet, and I would love to, DM me on Instagram at Boss Yourself First or come to the Boss Yourself First Facebook page and let me know how you're doing and what you think. I would really love to meet you. Thanks for being here and being you. Now get out there and lead with courage and kindness and boss yourself first and add your amazingness to the world. We sure need it. Talk to you soon, my friends.